smartcast you are listening to a mint production brought to you by hd smartcast hi i'm satya santanam from mint's personal finance team welcome to why not mint money after witnessing a robust stock market rally from mid 2020 till the beginning of this year now there are talks of an impending bear market typically Defensive stocks, value stocks, or dividend-yielding stocks are recommended during bear markets, saying that they outperform during such times. Here, we want to focus on dividend-yielding stocks and its ability to perform better during volatile periods. To talk about it, we have Vishal Dawan, founder and CEO of Plan Ahead Wealth Advisors, and also a board member of the Association of Registered Investment Advisors. Let's get started. Hi, welcome to Why Not Mint Money. a person finance podcast where we help you understand basic money concepts and share strategies for you to build your wealth so let's get started on your money journey hello vishal hi uh, welcome to why not mint money thank you so much for joining us today thank you for having me over it's a pleasure uh, vishal so this is about uh, you know what investment strategy one can have during the bear market especially whether one can uh, you know invest in dividend yielding stocks Um, so there are data points that suggest that dividend yield stocks do better than others in the bear market. Uh, to support this, uh, let me give some numbers here. In the last fifteen years, there are approximately four bear periods. Uh, so for these periods, we looked at what the returns are from three indices. So one is uh, Nifty Dividend Opportunities Index. Uh, the second is Nifty Hundred Index, which represents the large cap stocks, and the third is Nifty Five Hundred Index, which encompasses large mid and small cap stocks um so what we have noticed is that most of the times uh, nifty dividend opportunities index has outperformed the other indices or maybe to put it it other way uh, it has fallen uh, less when compared to other indices so yeah my question is what do you think uh, you know why do you think this is the case you know what's special about dividend yielding companies during the bear market as uh, as is evident from the data i think what tends to happen with uh, times which are not so great for the economy or the stock market is that investors tend to prefer stocks that are in more mature businesses where there are cash flows and dividends which are being generated and therefore there is a natural tendency to move towards those kind of businesses during these periods and uh, one of the possible reasons for lower drawdowns is the uh, relative maturity of those businesses and their cash flows that accompany it Uh, the second possible reason that uh, you know happens very often is that a lot of dividend yield stocks tend to also be uh, much more value oriented and therefore not necessarily uh, very high growth sort of businesses and uh, what tends to happen in bear markets is quite often you will see that there's an investor preference for value styles of investing as compared to a growth style as well so i think you would see both of these factors playing out together not necessarily in every down cycle but certainly both of these factors have a role to play in being able to control downside to a certain extent um understand so so the understanding is that one would be better off owning stocks that consistently give dividends during the bear market uh so that even if there is no capital appreciation one can have returns in the form of uh dividends so is this the right way to look at it uh for the investors Yes I think there's a certain um, comfort that comes with you know businesses that generate cash flows and therefore give you dividends I think one of the things that clearly it demonstrates is that there is actually real profits in the business um 
because you can only pay out dividends if you actually generate uh, real profits and i think that's always very helpful for for investors to have confidence especially when markets are falling um the other thing of course uh, that comes with it is that um the uh, the way that investors perceive returns very often comes from not just the capital appreciation that comes up but also from the uh, income that a investment actually generates and i think the fact that there is an income generation that is happening uh, very often allows investors to become a little more comfortable in spite of a bearish market so uh, to who do you think uh, a portfolio of dividend yielding stocks is most suitable for vishal so we actually think that uh, you know the way dividends are positioned is that um if you're an investor who has um meaningful sort of exposure to equities and that's spread across a bunch of stocks i think the dividend amounts that you get can be quite meaningful uh even though dividend yields in countries like india tend to be on an average only about 1 to 1.5% uh i think the problem is that if you own very few stocks even if they're dividend yielding there is a problem of reinvestment risk because the dividends that come in are rather small and therefore they just lie around in a bank account and don't get reinvested back uh, impacting the compounding process but if investors do have meaningfully large portfolios i think the dividends are are large enough that if they have cash flow needs they can use it for cash flows if they don't have cash flow needs then they can reinvest those dividends back either into the same stocks or into other um, you know other stocks that they believe Uh, you know offer good value uh, so very clearly we think uh, you know it's a good idea of course there is a tax inefficiency on dividend now as compared to what used to exist earlier because dividends are now fully taxable in the hands of investors and therefore investors who are on a higher tax bracket do find uh, dividends relatively lesser tax efficient as compared to what they would have found it a few years ago um, but then uh, you know the way taxes work is that they're largely uncontrollable events if you make an investment decision today you have no way to be able to predict how taxes will change over the lifetime of that investment and therefore we don't think that can be the uh, biggest or sole criteria that one should be using on making any sort of investment decision uh you know portfolio of investors can also you know invested in this dividend yielding stocks uh, so to what extent one can consider that i mean say suppose one is a very high risk investor uh so or uh, you know somebody who is a very risk averse investor to what extent one can have uh, exposure to this portfolio of dividend yield stocks so we actually think that uh, there is no clear evidence that there is only one style of investing that works and it's also very hard to constantly churn portfolios because you have impact costs whenever you make a decision uh, to you know move from one set of stocks to another set of stocks so our ideal recommendation is that in your portfolio you have about 50% of it allocated to areas where uh, or businesses where there is uh, good dividend flow that's coming in and the other 50% can be in businesses that are growth oriented where you'll actually find that there might be opportunities to be able to uh participate in in high growth sort of areas even though cash flows from them may be limited 
understand uh, vishal uh, so now talking about the dividend yield mutual funds in india so do you think these funds uh, you know these funds significantly have to invest in dividend yielding stocks so is this the better way to hold these dividend yield stocks what's your view on them so we certainly think that for most uh, investors uh, their ability to be able to identify which are high quality stocks and also dividend paying consistently tends to be a little harder because there may be aberrations in terms of dividend payouts in particular years because of something that's happening in that particular business and therefore if you get access to a, a mutual fund that is actually uh synthesizing a bunch of stocks and and collating it together in a basket um uh, i think that's always a suggested approach uh from an investment perspective so we would certainly think that using dividend yield funds in a portfolio is a good option uh, especially for investors who don't have the ability to identify these opportunities themselves understand i was also speaking to somebody else uh, they were referring to this uh, when we look at dividend yield in the last one year or two years it could be uh, misleading because uh, if we take commodity stocks uh, so these companies have performed very well in the last one to two years and because of the high uh, cash profits that they have they're giving super dividends and the yield is very high if we if an investor consider that particular dividend yield and invest it for the future years they may be disappointed because we don't know because commodity uh, stocks are very cyclical so it's that's why it is very important to see uh, stocks that are paying consistently uh, and also stable have stable uh, cash flows and absolutely bangwan i think um, it is important that uh, one should look at mutual funds if they do not have time to directly go and research by themselves understand uh, before going ahead i would like to clarify one thing to the listeners about the dividend yield funds uh, the dividend yield funds are not the same as the dividend plan which is generally available for all the mutual fund schemes so every mutual fund has a growth plan and a dividend plan the dividend plan is the one in which the profits from investments by the mutual fund scheme are distributed to investors in the form of dividends whereas in the growth option this is not the case the profits are generally reinvested in the fund uh, even in the dividend yield option there is a growth option and a dividend yield option yeah with that aside uh, vishal a long term investor with an investment horizon of say 10 to 15 years uh, need not get perturbed by the short term volatility in the market or whether it is going to be a bear market or a bull market in the uh, days ahead Do you see a reason for such long-term investors to uh, to have an exposure to dividend yield funds, uh, for whom, say, a typical good flexi cap fund can also meet his or her requirements in long run? So I think there are two uh, important aspects on this one. One is that you know when you look at an entire category of dividend yield funds, uh, the averages are are very healthy as compared to uh, you know the benchmark indices. But there is a very wide variation between uh the funds that have done well in the category versus the funds that have not done so well so one of the risks that you always run uh through active selection of dividend yield funds is going to be whether over the long term the fund that you have identified actually continues to generate uh you know a superior experience for you as an investor or whether there will be a normalization of returns over a period of time resulting in uh an outcome which is uh, quite average Uh, so i think uh, the way that we would suggest investors approach this is that in any case they need to have a 
very meaningful contribution to passive index strategies to be able to capture just the market returns that get generated over a period of time uh, those could be both domestic and international but i think there's a very important need to just capture market returns for long term investors uh, besides the you know market returns there could be a combination of strategies like flexi cap or dividend uh, sorry and dividend yield if one wants to be able to look at some sort of uh, opportunities which might come either through stock selection or through a style which may be uh, respected or very useful in a particular type of market and i think the reason why something like dividend yield works well is that we find that investors panic much more when markets fall and therefore if you can protect them during those periods it's more likely that they can deal with the volatility of equities better uh, than you know when everything is doing well i think when everything is doing well the fact that you know maybe a dividend yield fund is not doing so well may not be such a big challenge for the investor because in general his or her returns are quite decent but when things are doing uh, badly i think if you are able to protect downside it's really very valuable for investors and it obviously also means that when the markets come back uh, you don't have to get the same level of return to go back to your capital value let's say if you had a 100 rupee investment and it lost 20 rupees in a particular kind of fund versus 10 rupees in a dividend yield fund for you to go back to 100 uh, you know your portfolio would need to go up by 25% in a normal fund while uh, it would need to go up only by about 11 12% in a dividend yield fund and i think that's very very important when you're putting together a strategy yeah very good point vishal uh, if someone listening to this podcast has been thinking of downside protection and wants to shift some part of their money to the dividend yield funds uh, for them could you highlight the tax implications and other costs involved in moving from one fund to another yes so very clearly um, you know when i was referring to impact costs earlier as well Uh, there are two sort of costs that investors need to worry about one is taxation um so you have a 10% long term capital gain tax when you choose to exit out of a fund if you've held for more than one year um and obviously when you pay that tax it means that you are uh now left with a smaller amount of capital plus the gain to reinvest back which effectively means that the compounding impact is more than just the 10% tax of course if you exit uh, you know before a year you might also have to deal with a short term capital gain tax which is at 15% but besides both of these uh, you know short term long term tax impacts there could also be exit loads that you have to deal with especially because a lot of investors have tended to rightfully make investments through sip sort of strategies or through stp strategies and therefore when they choose to move lock stock and barrel from one category to another they could also have components of their investments which are subject to an exit load uh, which again you know reduce their overall return so i think when investors are making shifts it's very important that they uh, do it very carefully because the expense component is a given the higher return may or may not happen and therefore uh, as an investor you want to be very careful about uh, you know how you go about doing this and you avoid doing it too often because you will find that bear markets and bull markets tend to happen uh, with reasonable frequency if you are a 15 20 year investor and therefore if you keep going in and out of 
of your portfolio at all these points i think you'll have a lot of cost to deal with and also we cannot time the market uh, all the times that's there. absolutely sure sure thank you so much vishal uh, that's all from my side thank you so much for joining us today it's been a pleasure thank you for having me over that's all for now in this episode listeners if you have any queries or suggestions you can reach out to me on twitter my handle is at @satyasontanam s a t y a s o n t a n a m or you can also write to us at mintmoney@livemint.com bye bye this was a mint production brought to you by hd smartcast hd smartcast